You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Orphan Black After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Orphan Black After Show. Welcome to the premiere of Orphan Black, the real official premiere of Orphan Black. This we get it. to recap yes. an episode. This is amazing. This is awesome. Hi, I'm your host, Nando Velasquez. Welcome to the AfterBuzz Orphan Black Show. I am joined right next to me by the illustrious uh, Matt Lieberman. Hello. And uh, next to him is the uh, beautiful Anna Cobble. Oh. Equally hey illustrious. Equally, Equally. illustrious. And, uh, and lastly, joined by, he can't wait to get, he's the I'm, eager. I'm so eager. Eager Will Link. Just Thank Will. You. Just Will Link. <laughs> just Will. Just Will Link. I, I was trying to build you up to something and I just went, yeah, yeah. I, just, I went down. <laughs> Unlike this episode of Orphan Black, which started on a high point from oh, the end yeah. of season one. Hit the ground running. It pretty much, literally running, because yeah. there it was running at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Well, actually, you know what? You know, I want to start with the big twist that everybody in this panel saw coming as of last week. We all predicted it, and it was really nice to see Helena... Mm-hmm. Is not dead, not dead, uh, and we we met some new fun uh, Prolethean friends. Yes, uh, one of whom is uh, is you know right there to take care of her when she gets better. Yeah, yeah, a cowboy, our creepy button up to the top cowboy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, big surprise. I mean, even on EW, if you looked at the EW issue, they said Helena dead. All interviews done by uh, by the creators and by Tatiana was Helena is dead. And I was reading, Tatiana was saying it was so hard for her because she loved playing Helena so much. And all of these interviews, she said her greatest performance has been having to be like, yeah, I'm going to miss Helena. I'm going to miss being that character. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was so surprised, actually, though, still to hear that that Helena theme come up. Because I thought this was going to be something that was held a little bit longer into the season. Right. But no, right off the bat, they gave us Helena back. She's the only clone with theme music. Well, we only get (laughs) ten episodes per season. You know, we want to have her in play as much as possible. But I have to admit, I was super excited as soon as you hear the telltale screech. Yeah. And, you know, we see boots, you know, covered in muck and blood trying to make their way into this hospital. Hospital. I'm like, oh man! And yes, she is. She is alive. Mm, and absolutely. she's still scary. And of course, her first words is, my sistra shot me. Yes. Yeah. That was and I forgot how childlike she can be, even mm. though she is so frightening and can do such horrible things. That there's this really childlike innocence to her. My sister shot me. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be up in that hospital bed slurping on jello in no time. Yeah. Yeah. But you know when she said that it was also kind of like a, oh it's nothing. This is a, this is my family relationship. My sister shot, yeah. shot me. Yeah, it's nothing. No, no. <laughs> but again, really a, a really awesome uh awesome twist and we all saw it, again, we all saw it coming. I, I love to pat us all on the back. 
Uh, but uh, but it's great to see that because she's a perfect. She's like the Joker to Sarah's Batman in a way. They're really the the flip totally. side of the coin. Yeah. So uh, and according to the creators, uh, Graham uh, Manson and John Fawcett, they claimed they never had any intention of killing Helena from last season. So this wasn't just something like they said, "Hey, wouldn't it be good if we just brought her back?" This was part of their grand design, well, so and, to speak. And it doesn't feel like a like a cheat, like we saw kind of because we knew there was this thing with Kira, who right. Helena is her blood aunt. You know that yeah. she has this healing power. So I'm anxious to see how that comes into play with Helene. And I guess Sarah has this power too. Not that she's had to use it, but she must be able to heal pretty easily as well. Well, you look at how easily she's adapted to so much of this other stuff. You know, uh, uh, you know, when she even takes over Beth's life at the beginning of the series, she is able to develop the accent relatively quickly. She thinks on her feet really, really fast. She seems to never get tired. She's always running or doing something. So I'm just going to put it out there. Potentially, these powers extend beyond healing, and they just, they provide, maybe she's accessing more of her brain at any one time, and that's why her body's able to react in such a different way. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. And maybe this is why they were chosen as the originals to be cloned, because they are actually superheroes. I don't know. No, but, yeah. but you know, maybe they uh, are just, you know, um, well, you know, super... No, I think that's a good point, because you know how when you make a copy of something in real life, if mm-hmm. it's not the original, usually a copy of uh, of an original is not the same uh, quality. Think of a VHS. When you, du- when you dub it, yeah. it, it it's reduces a different its generation. Quality. It's like a yeah. different generation. Even though it's the same generation, uh, age speaking, it's a different generation and, from the original. And remember, Helena and Sarah are the two clones that Leaky and Diad lost track of. Exactly. So who knows what happened to them differently in their upbringing than happened to these other clones? What experiments, what things could have occurred? Or what they, what they missed out on. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, you finish your point. Sorry. Uh, No, it's it's just, uh, the fact is, you're right. They are the only two that were not monitored by Dr. Leakey and Dyad throughout their entire lives. So not only were they not getting checked on with electrodes at night, but there may have been crucial medications or uh, or, uh, serums, fixes that uh, all the other clones have received but they have not, allowing their growth in certain areas to grow unchecked. A line that was said, I believe, by, uh, I think it was Rachel, I have to look up my notes, but the words biological goldmine for Kira was used, and then saying, of course, her mother's also a biological goldmine, and we can also include that Helena is a biological goldmine because they come from the same the same womb, yeah, yeah. pretty much. So I think that's uh, that's the best way to, to say it. I mean, that's why Helena is important to this story and why it's great, besides the fact that we love her as a character and love the way Tatiana <laughs> plays her, uh, she's crucial to this story. So uh, we're going to get into this, uh, a little bit more of the episode, but I want to say this is our first recap show. So we are brand new to iTunes. So if you are listening to us, please subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes. Some people have already gone on there after our preview show and rated us we were like really surprised i think at uh even for a preview show i wasn't surprised you weren't surprised people, i wasn't surprised people I, clamoring for orphan black i was optimistic yeah. but still was a little it was a little shocked i felt optimism. vindicated that's how i felt. <laughs> yeah we were actually were the number two show on itunes the next day after we recorded our preview and and number one today, today. over game of thrones over game of thrones and Mad Men. Yeah. all those shows holy crap that's amazing so anyway so please uh please rate us we love fives uh, a lot of people have already posted, even on YouTube, and, and people have tweeted at us about how grateful they are that Afterbus finally has an Orphan Black show. People like, uh, well, people on YouTube like Mason Jesse, Emma Frost 45, Tiffany F, Cough 2009, uh, PRC Braz. Uh, that's not Braswell, right? 
Karina 0302, uh, my Lek 205, and uh, yeah, and more people. So please keep it up, and we'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'd love to keep you in on the conversation as well, on the clone conversation. Yes. yes. To use a BBC America term. Uh, I would love it if we, let's just start off talking about Allison, because really, she was the comedy in the show. I, I the could watch, part. I can watch a whole show. Just about her in community theater, I think. Yeah. That would be a great program <laughs> in of itself. If there's a spinoff about Allison in community theater, I would watch it. Absolutely. I really would. I mm-hmm. think it was great. And I love, oh, there's so much about it. I love that she took over Ainsley's lead. I mm-hmm. mean, just how awful. And that there are just so many... Uh, I can't think of any of them, uh, but just the uh, the double entendres that yeah. were going on. Oh, well, right. the, the song itself. The song, yeah, where she has to clean up after a grisly murder uh, and sing about it, you know, uh, scrub away the plasma or wipe yeah. away the plasma. Yeah, wipe, wipe, wipe away the plasma, plasma. scrub off every, every stain. stain. And, like, she must be just either feeling incredibly horrible, which is how I imagine she's feeling, or potentially worse, because she's Allison, she might be feeling a little like, so this is what it's like to be Ainsley. Well, she seemed so moved that she was the lead. Like, I couldn't tell whether it was a half guilt of Ainsley or more just... I get to shine yeah. now. I yeah. get to be I the star. I think star. it was more shameless yeah. greed. Yeah. She's kind of a bit selfish for her, so she thinks about herself a little too much. But so that kind of that, especially being a clone right now, discovering right. she's one of several, to actually get that that commendation, like you are so phenomenal, you're getting the lead. I think she got to shine in her own spotlight. It's so funny. I don't know when it happened, but somehow Allison became my favorite. Yeah. Even though right, yeah. she's the worst, <laughs> but like she's just she's just so entertaining to watch. And then watching her having to deal with Felix, who's high on drugs. Oh God! Um, yes, uh, <laughs> I was so glad that also early on we got another Allison Felix in because they've quickly become my favorite pair. They're a great pair. Yeah. That's the spinoff I would watch. Mm, is yeah. the two of them as you know young working girls in the city? <laughs> it's uh, it's nice to see Felix comfortable with Sarah, but we want to see some we want to yeah. see some butting heads. And I think that's what works. Can, about. can I just say, like, I, I feel like in the recap show we talked about, you know, I really love that there are two strong, you know, gay characters that don't have to say, like, hey, I'm gay. When did Felix become a gay stereotype? Because what? what he we just like he just had like these assless chaps and he's just like in this <laughs> this like gay nightclub, yeah. like on ecstasy. And just I just feel like he's like this gay stereotype. They've, in this you're episode. saying they've pulled like a gay minstrel show with him. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's fair, because I feel like he was already, from episode one, established as, can be semi-flamboyant, but it's not, it's not, I still don't think it's defining who he is as a character. Well, and also, it's, it's not necessarily about flamboyance, it's about uh, the freedom of sexual expression. We've already established him as a very strong person, as somebody who is very caring, he's got a great heart, he's smart, sometimes smarter than Sarah, you know, he can still be all those things and still want to go out to a club and have a five-way with four other guys on drugs in assless chaps. Okay. I see no reason why those two can't coexist. I Okay, and I agree with you, but was he any of those other things in this episode? If this was the first episode you saw of Orphan Black... I will say this. I think for some reason him getting high, I didn't agree with that character choice. And I know this is California and we have legalized marijuana here. Some of right. our panel may do or not. But I felt for some reason that was an odd choice for him because... 
this in the timeline of Orphan Black, this happens right after season one. Still, a lot of stuff's going on. Well, right. I was I was actually trying to think about where we left off with Felix because he right. wasn't he wasn't at his apartment at the he wasn't with the other clones and right as, at the and, end of that. And so. as he says in this episode, you know, I had no idea that things were going to go tits up. Did I? That's not yeah. the exact word, mm. but uh, I, I, here's what I would say: I would agree with you, Anna, that. If this was the only episode you'd ever saw, you might be mistaken in thinking that he's a, a, a lighter written character than he actually is. But we have to remember, at the start of the series, he was selling... He slept with a guy so that he could sell coke to him. Yeah. I mean, the, this is still this guy's reality. And there is a bit of a, uh, for lack of a better word, a flamboyancy about him that... Sh- it's a subtlety at times, but yeah. we do see it. I think anybody, when they want to have a good time, they want to go out and let loose, they just do it. I don't think that makes him a stereotype based no. on that moment. But I again, think I think it fun. was heavy... I did think it was a little heavy-handed. Just with him getting high and going to the club, which was called Thumpers, by the way. Uh, going to That's Thumpers, the trying to go for a five way I think maybe it that was a little heavy handed guys <laughs> He it can assless. have assless chaps. It's, it's not the first I, time he showed his ass on this show. True, there true. are college <laughs> professors who wear assless chaps to clubs. Okay, well, we I, could all be wearing them right now. Nobody I mean, can yeah, see. Yeah, no, we, we, we have a table. <laughs> we have a table blocking us. So uh, we will not. Sh- don't stand up, Will. I, <laughs> don't stand up. Maybe I'm alone in this. Fans can weigh in. But. Fans weigh in. Let us know too, how you feel. Too I, much, too little? I feel like it was a betrayal to the character. I really do. Okay. Well, I think, if anything, if Felix Felix got to be a little bit of comic relief at that moment with that, and Delphine, at least, uh, and uh, Cosima, definitely got to show a little bit more mature, uh, of a mature character relationship. Okay, uh, a lesbian character. Although Felix even had fun with that. I smelled lesbians in my bed last night. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, although going back to Allison really quick, I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose this moment to say that that musical that we were commenting on is actually a real musical. It was not just made up words that went perfectly with Allison's situation with Ainsley, but it's actually a musical called Blood Ties, which was in the Edinburgh um, Film Fest, uh, um, not no, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, and, and the creators, Found this uh, this musical, and that was the real cast that was performing with. Alice. Oh, really? really? That, yeah. Oh, that's wow. awesome. That was the real cast and the piano player. Because I was gonna say this, that scene was very well cast. I'm like, this looks perfectly like a community <laughs> theater group, and now I feel really, really bad because they're real <laughs> actors. They're not community theater. Well, it was Fringe Festival, so, so they, okay. take it what you will. Well, I'm yeah. not trying to I'm not trying to diminish them, but obviously yeah. it's not it's not the same style of right. acting. I suppose the 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 community theater director I thought was just perfect casting oh yeah he was great he was wonderful he was absolutely great uh, and then also with Allison I definitely want to talk about just the fact that she could just go to some guy named Ramon yeah. and he has everything in the in the trunk of his green sports car whatever I, that is Coop I, I like this Ramon casting. character yeah. I like that I hope he comes becomes a reoccurring thing he's so weird I know you know what, but you, you brought up the, the Felix drug thing, and I kind of like, it's another thing that him and Allison have in common, because in Allison's own mm. way, she is kind of, she's popping pills, she's boozing it up, I mean, yeah. she's taking a break now, but, you know, spending a lot of time with Felix and having to deal with the death of Ainsley, having to go to her funeral, she'll be on those pills well, she, in no time. Yeah, she had a little bit of a problem with, with Felix being high, but yet she has no problem going up to Ramon and getting her quality, uh, yeah. Yeah, quality treatments. Exactly, and and not not the uh, not the herbal kind. That's not what she's into. No, not the herbal kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, just a side comment, sort of that you know, on Seinfeld, Kramer always had a guy, and I just feel mm-hmm. like 
Allison sort of becoming that character because she, you know, <laughs> was she was the money. Yeah, she is. She's just sort of like, <laughs> you know, who who knew that like soccer mom could, you know, had an illegal guns guy. You know, right. that's mm. great. It's awesome. It's an awesome it's never and, who you think. And it's such a suburban. It never is. It yeah. never is. It's such a suburban moment. He works at like some uh, Economart. Mart or at the Economart. Yeah, at the Economart. And yeah. uh, just some guy who works at Economart. And on the side, he's got guns and drugs and, in his car. Yeah. And he's just got this like very weird kind of lusty energy. Like, like he, cause like, yeah. He's a dreamboat. Come on. Oh, yeah. Any girl would be lucky to have Ramon. <laughs> yeah. You all okay. need a Ramon in your life. He's an yeah. entrepreneur. He yeah. is successful. He's got a lot of jobs. But ladies, take your, your own car. Yes. Take, take your own car. Yes, yeah. take your own car. Do not get pulled over. Do not speed in his car. No. Yes. Doesn't he, doesn't she ask him about his folks at the end yeah, of the Yeah, the last thing she says is, uh, how's your mother doing? Yeah. Like, mm. he's just the neighborhood boy that it's not a, you know, the best kept secret that he deals drugs. I don't think everyone knows that he has guns in his car. I thought it was going to set up a whole thing of, like, I can find you a gun, you know, if, blah, blah, blah. But no, he's just got them all there, mm. including this very cool matte black revolver. Yeah. So mm. choice. With a lady grip. Yes. With a lady <laughs> grip, yes. So, yeah, I mean, I said it last week, and I'm glad you're kind of moving on to Camp Allison. I, I think she's become my favorite character. She's just so the dark good. comedy in it. Is yeah, just I mean, any, anyone who could you're simultaneously terrified by what she's going to do and laughing hysterically at it. So yeah. how could you so, not love It's her? so interesting how many shows are packed into Orphan Black. Because it is a lot of shows at once. Yeah. It is this dark... Uh, you know, satire skewering suburbia. Mm. It is this, you know, grim sci-fi thriller. Uh, we also have this, you know, this romance, mm-hmm. um, you know, this tragic romance with uh, Delphine and Cosima who might be dying. Yeah. Um, and this kind of serial killer story mm-hmm. with uh, Helena. And then also cops. And, you know, most shows, they cops. have an A story, they have a B story, they have a C story in an hour. Like, all of them involve a clone. It's like the Allison storyline, the Cosima storyline, and Sarah. Uh, and yeah, they've done a brilliant job of balancing it too. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like you're too heavy loaded on one character mm-hmm. storyline, and I think that's really what the show coming back did so well in this first episode. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have to keep up that pace. And I think it will. I think it can. They've shown they've, they've shown it so far. Can I, can I just say something that just occurred to me? Maybe it already occurred to everybody else, and maybe it might not matter ever. But. <laughs> Uh, Allison, Beth, Cosima, ABC, uh, or like Allison, Elizabeth, and Cosima. Every single clone's name begins with a different letter, and I'm wondering, are there only 26 clones? I doubt that there's only 26 clones. But if there were, it's something that just makes sense to me. Well, then is Beth, uh, is Elizabeth for E, or is Beth for I think e? it's Elizabeth. So Elizabeth. then there might be a B coming out, like a Brenda. Right. Or, because uh, we got, I it's on Brenda. Yeah, not Brenda. That was the first thing that yeah. came to mind. Allison, Elizabeth, <laughs> Allison, Kasima, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Rachel, Sarah, Katia, Helena, Danielle Fournier. Uh, I don't remember the Italian one. But the, I'm just remembering all of the passports. We'll have to look we them up. People, the yeah, if you're uh, definitely, and we have a Jennifer ones. coming up. Exactly. So hmm. no repeats so far. But and they're all in from different, for the most part, from different countries. You have the right. British one, the French one, the German one. Well, although Helena was separate by that point, right? But still, yeah. and so was uh, so was Sarah technically. But it'd be interesting to see what the grand design of how they do the clones yeah. is. Okay. Let's move. Let's move on to uh, the Cosima storyline. 
because there's a lot there. She's obviously has a big decision weighing on her. Uh, well, because she is sick. She's showing respiratory problems, which Delphine says uh, that two others have shown. We know one of them was uh, Katja. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other one, uh, from what I'm reading, is inferred to probably be the new clone, yeah. Jennifer, that we will see shortly. Although I felt like Katja wasn't the first one to really be sick. I feel like there was there was possibly something May, else. Am I misremembering that Danielle Fournier also had it, or was she just murdered by Helena? She was, as far as we know, she was just murdered by Helena, okay. I think. Okay. And Cosimo was probably just getting samples at that point to try to figure out the yeah. clone thing. So right. we don't know if she was sick or not, but, but Katja was definitely sick. Yeah. Because we did get to experience her. Uh, I think it's interesting, uh, Cosima wants to work with Diet because obviously working with Diet would be beneficial to figuring out her sickness but also she doesn't want to give them her research and still obviously knows that she's a patent and doesn't want to she wants to have her own freedom yeah. what do you guys think about that? I think she's in a very very tough situation the fact is I don't see any way that she's going to be able to live a life without Diet in it whether uh, she's working for them or not whether she likes it or not they own a patent on her. She is property. It's it's screwed up, but that's a reality. So to to put her in a situation where she has the ability to save her own life and potentially better the lives of all of her other sisters out there, I think maybe it's time to make a sacrifice and do something for the whole team. Yeah, go right into the lion's den. Into and the just, lion's they, den. You have to. And, and come out with, you know, a cure for this disease and potentially a way to, you know, stabilize and ensure healthy lives for everyone else, maybe even help them all have kids. Mm, interesting. But at the same time, she might be dooming herself so that other clones can survive because she would pretty, pretty, she is the brains right now in yeah. this outfit. And she's kind could, of a romantic notion. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least she has Delph. It seems like she has Delphine in her corner well, right now. Delphine did kind of a betrayal by giving her blood to Leak. Well, not kind of. It was a betrayal. She Straight gave her up. blood to, to Leaky. But like I, I said last week. But I still <laughs> believe that Delphine, she's like kind of torn between two masters. And I think she at least thinks what she's doing is in the best interest to save Kasima's life. Right. So I, it's a betrayal, but it's like a betrayal I have some sympathy for in a weird way. Hmm. You understand her motives, or some of them anyway. Yeah. She yeah. thinks this is the only way Kasima's going to get cured, so yeah. has to betray her and think, do this. What do you think, Anna? Well, can I quickly? Who are uh, the two masters? Is the master Kasima uh, and Leaky? Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like the master who also controls the sex wins every time. Every mm. time. That's mm. just my opinion. But uh, yeah, if there's a way, I don't know much about patent law. <laughs> But if there's a way, I'm the only one. I'm the only one here. I'm an expert in patent law. I don't think sometimes people know. You have to be sitting right there. There might be, but there might be a way for Casima to take over the patent, and then that solves everything. Mm. I don't know. I've never heard of a of a typewriter arguing for its own self ownership (laughs) before. I mean, it is a weird because I mean there was an actual Supreme Court decision in reality, which Rachel references, which I thought was a great mixing the real world and this about like synthetic uh, material being. Uh, genetic material being patented. Oh, that was a real... That's a real Supreme Court decision. Like what she says. But if a clone walked into court to fight this, I mean, is someone just going to be like, nope, they own you? Like, well, how would that actually go down? Or sells it to Delphine or... Mm. Or... Uh, Kira, or I don't know. I well, mean, 
I we're going to get a might whole be, there legal might be a way. battle episode. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean the creators uh, have said they don't they don't want to focus too much on the patent law because obviously it's not so sexy as, yeah. as uh, lesbians in bed together <laughs> and or, the guns and, and the, the guns shooting. and everything. Yeah. But uh, but it is an interesting. It is an interesting dilemma. It would be interesting to see that in real life played out if something like that was to ca- happen. For the purpose of this story, I think it's just really interesting how powerful Dyad is. Yes, and that's what it is. It's really the the, the clones up against the the giant, which is Dyad right now, and who knows who's behind that too and Diet clearly has something I mean it's worldwide she's going on a trip she's meeting with both Koreas both Koreas yeah. both Koreas come together for the Diet planning Institute. on taking Paul to Taiwan yeah uh-huh. <laughs> I hope you learn your Taiwanese yeah so it seems can like Rachel's on the edge of a big deal being closed somewhere about something yeah can we get into Rachel is that yeah right? let's get into Rachel I think Rachel is getting off on taking Paul away from Sarah, for some reason, she has a deep. I, I, first of all, I think she has a deep hatred for Sarah. Not just because uh, she sent that up yours pro clone email. I think she resents her for having free will, for having and for not being raised within the study, um, and being able to have a life entirely, entirely her own, and seemingly wasting it. I think that bothers her, and I think she gets off on taking Paul away. And uh, making him hers. I completely disagree. I think she is so hot for Sarah. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Hot oh, for Sarah. Yeah. That would be for Sarah. That'll be strange. Will just had a stroke. <laughs> I mean, I did not think about like the two clones getting together. Hey, man. They they're genetically identical. They understand they, they each know, other. They is, know a lot about each they other. They know what each Wait, other wants. Can you tell me why you think that? way? Just very advanced masturbation. Uh, <laughs> I just. I have seen somebody, you know, it's just kind of like being on the playground, you know, it's just that sort of like, oh, I hate how much I love you, just... Oh, yeah, like, oh. I hate you, I hate you, but I really love you. Yeah, yeah. I but, just want you, if I could just have you in my bed, then everything will go away. You know, all this other stuff, it just doesn't matter. I think anyway. she's into Paul at all. I think she's yeah. into Paul. No, I think she's into getting Paul out of Sarah's bed and... Right, yeah. and making Sarah and driving the- Sarah crazy. <laughs> yeah, orphan black fans are writing fan fiction right now. On you don't this think they already did? <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been done. Yeah, I'm sure. I've done it. <laughs> I, I harmless admission. I like yeah. what you're saying, but I kind of still agree with with Matt up to a point. I think that there's ego involved, and she definitely wants to uh, be on top. Not sexually, but be on top I'll of Sarah. Sexually. Be on charge. You'll say sexually. Be she. It's there's ego. She's the head of this company, or, or as far as we know, she's upper management in this company. And there is somebody who is denying her the satisfaction of getting what she wants. So and, I think there's definitely ego involved. I don't think I still still think she wants Paul. Just because Paul's a plaything to her. She's showing off her, her power. It's a hot piece. Yeah. I don't understand why she wouldn't want it. I still feel, though, based on the fact that she... I, I don't know why. When she spoke German, my theory about the fact that she's actually... The, the consciousness of somebody else is in Rachel and that they're using clones to eventually put other people's consciousness what? in. I really felt that was... I To me, that kind of felt like she's very, very different than any of the other clones. Look how, look how educated she is. But is that just because she's... I'm assuming grown up in the Dyad Institute, like she's that almost be been that bred yeah. for this reason. Well, I feel like she's the control group, right? Everyone else was given a life free of of interference, except for routine maintenance, mm. and she was probably the only one raised knowing who she was, knowing what she was within the Dyad Institute, studied all the time, and then given a degree of free will in exchange for playing a significant role in the company. Hmm. I, and I think you're right. I think there is a level of jealousy 
towards Sarah, because Sarah is the enigma. Rachel can't control Sarah. And in that scene, when Sarah shoots at her, I don't think Rachel saw that coming in a million right. years. Yeah. I think she thought she had this, I'm Rachel, I'm with the Diet Institute, no one's going to mess with me, and then all of a sudden she's getting hit in the head with a gun. Like sure. she's down on the ground. Well, I, I love your theory about Rachel being the control group. Here's, here's a question for you. Considering that Rachel seems to be this pro-clone that's incredibly intelligent and has been part of the Dia Corporation, so who knows how they have raised her or bred her, wouldn't it be fascinating to someone like Cosima to actually go in there and study Rachel as well? Because wouldn't the scientist in her be really curious to well, see? Well, I mean, without skipping ahead, uh, it seems like in the scenes from next week yeah. that, that might be a possibility. Yeah. So there's definitely that possibility. But I, I, that's what I think is, is a really temptation for someone, a uh, scientist like Asima. I think the, the other question is just, is Delphine really playing? Is uh, is she really on Cosima's side? Is she... I think I think you, what you said, Anna, was really cool. Like, whoever controls the sex really is the one in charge. But I think also it depends on this Cosima... Uh, does Delphine see Cosima as a lover or as a plaything? Because... Or as a pet. Or as a pet. Because she says she's invested, so I doubt that she's a plaything mm-hmm. to her. But ultimately, I feel like she's still she's still a scientist, and this is still part of her job. She cares about her, but I don't know how far it extends. Is it possible that at the end of this relationship, if and when Kasima dies, that Delphine will take over her research and still like play on our team here? I'd like to hope so. Yeah, I think I... Like I said, I think Delphine is on Kasima's side. At the end of the day, when push comes to shove, she's going to stick with the clones. Okay. 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 Interesting. Fair. All right. We'll have to see. Well, we definitely got to see a little bit of that when she uncovered Sarah in disguise yeah. as Kasima, which, by the way, was a beautiful... Again, it's just so awesome seeing Tatiana playing a clone playing another clone. Hey, yes. There's that slight moment where the, the Cockney accent com- comes out just a bit because she can't perfect the Kasima voice. Just a sliver of it. She's so good at slipping that in there. Mm. Yeah. And it was nice to see Delphine didn't blow her cover yeah. and actually Again, told her where Leaky's offices were. That's the one thing that makes me think that she isn't entirely on Dyad's side. But that's the only thing. Hmm. Well, hopefully we'll get to see some more proof, either for or against it. We'll get to figure out what side Delphine really yeah. is on. Ulti- I mean, I think ultimately she's on her own side. It's just right. what what interests uh, are she really invested in? See, that's how I feel about Paul. I'm not sold that Paul is such a great guy with Sarah. So I feel like he's still going to do whatever's the best for him. How you feel about Delphine, that's how I feel about Paul. See, I think that Paul is somebody who does have feelings for Sarah and is what is trying to help her but honestly can't. He's in, he's in a, a situation where if he betrays Dyad and they know about it, then it's all over because of what happened in Afghanistan. I feel like he's just caught between a rock and a hard place. But I still think when push comes to shove, if he can get his slate clean, if he can get out if he couldn't have it all taken care of and his life is great because of whatever he's doing with Dyad, he's going to choose Dyad over her. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think, again, and not to use the same term, but I think he's also serving two masters and I think he'll go to whichever side's going to win. I just want to point out, guys, that Paul is on Sarah's side because of the hot, hot sex. Like, he was totally, when it was Beth, he yeah. was totally reporting to Dyad every little thing because mm-hmm. she would just, like, lay there like right. a dead fish. And yeah. then 
what 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 is the phrase that he uses in in episode two of season one? It's like you screw me wild, which no one ever says. <laughs> um, Maybe in Canada. Exactly. Maybe in Toronto. It's I saying. guess, but I don't know. Listen, kitchen island sex is a game changer. And we can't really we can't really expect him to behave like a normal person after he had that. So I agree with Anna. Sarah, that yeah. That visual of kitchen island sex. Thank and you for Sarah that. Sarah probably asked. <laughs> You're very welcome. They gave us that. It's not That's true. Matt thank didn't you. Do that. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Graham yeah. John. <laughs> thank you, Graham, John, and Tatiana. And I, I feel like and Sarah John. has to be taking one for the team, at least on occasion, to keep Paul in line and on their team. I mean or is it just the hope that he holds on to? Because I feel like sometimes the hope is like... The hope could, yeah. Well, the you dangle hope in yeah. front of somebody. You know? I will say, I thought that scene uh, at the end, we'll, we'll start getting into Sarah, but I thought that scene at the end with Paul and Sarah, that face-off, mm-hmm. when he was had her at gunpoint, and then he, and she slapped him, He's like in the face, and then he lets her go. He said, "I'll yeah. come up. I'll make up some excuse." Fine. It's like, and, and she's meanwhile she's in diet. Rachel obviously has seen her. She was two inches away from yeah. her face in the in the shop before. She knocked and her Paul up. lets her go, and Daniel even threatened him. He's like, "Just do one more nice thing for Sarah. Why don't you just do one more so I can shoot you in the yeah, face? Yeah, put a bullet mm-hmm. in your yeah, head. Yeah, so I can pull a bullet in your head." So obviously, Paul's playing a dangerous game either way. Yeah, he's being very wishy washy, and he's playing. I mean. I mean, the sex might be great, but I don't know if it's that great to kill yourself over. Well, you You've know. never had yeah. clone sex. Uh, yeah, I've never had clone Bro. sex or kitchen island sex, apparently. So clone uh, sex, legit. Sex. But let's uh, <laughs> clone sex is the most legit sex. It is really scientifically proven. Cosima proved. It. Yeah, I'd like to that's think that's, yeah. that's why this whole experiment was being done. Leaky did all this just because he wanted to monitor clone you sex. You don't no. be surprised. <laughs> yeah. We're in we're in California we're in LA we're in the Valley don't be surprised yeah. if we see some company start doing a little okay. uh, parody of it fully All functioning right. tail right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we have to go there you have yeah. to go to the functioning tail every time it's yes, true absolutely so let's move on let's move on to the main I guess the main storyline which is obviously Sarah Sarah yeah. is on the run uh, and looking for Kira and yeah. Mrs S who have disappeared and who we for some reason believe that uh, that Rachel. Uh, has taken them, and mm-hmm. the Diet Institute have taken them. Uh, that first scene when she goes into the diner, that was a very classic scene and really, really interesting on so many levels. Seeing those two, I was going to say those two new characters, but it really ends up being just one new yeah, character. Right. Uh, that it were going in and uh, and spotting her. And I, I thought what was really, really telling and interesting was the scrambled eggs. Was the eggs. The uh, egg conversation. Yeah. The, you know, free are, range. are your eggs free range? Uh, and the guy's like, no, they're just they're just regular eggs. Well, then, the, what what was it? It's not. He's like, they're just normal eggs. Well, then they're not normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which <laughs> made them seem like they were part of dyad or well, or, the no, Prolethians. Prolethians. Yeah. I was the like, proli- thought, I- immediately Prolethians because yeah. it's it's like the same thing that Helena was spouting with like not fit for family. Yeah, you know your 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 chickens have been tainted basically. Oh, I guess that's true. They've been tampered with. Yeah, yeah, that's not so, right. I just loved, but I did love that conversation. It's just, it was like it could have been a throwaway conversation, but it was perfect the yeah. way they did yeah. it. I really love that dialogue, and uh, them approaching uh, Sarah, and then that that really cool shootout. It was a little bit of slow mo yeah. in there, mm-hmm. a little matrixy for a second, and uh, I loved. It was really interesting because those two guys were very robotic in a way. And maybe that's why I was thinking they're they were super more creepy. They yeah, are more like illusionists. Brainwashed right. religious Prolethean nuts. Yeah, yeah that's man. what it is. They've right. been they've they've 
drank the Kool-Aid of whatever this, I'm going to call it a cult right now, right. Uh, this religious cult. But here's here's the question, right? Now, uh, the guy who survives tells, he says to Sarah, um, you know, I'm your best option when she's running to hide in the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a lie or not? I, I, for whatever reason, I have a sneaking suspicion that these guys are more than they seem and may potentially be somewhat positive. Yeah, but I can't trust anyone who's going around killing clones and, and killing, kidnapping children and kid and killing the the nice tea guy. Yeah, the, guy yeah. Gave her a tea the for line free. cook. The line cook. The line cook. Yeah, the diner Thank cook. You. But you know what was interesting too when he put a shotgun in that guy's chest. The other one, the one that survived, didn't even blink. It was just yeah. so weird. It was no compassion at all. It was just kind of like, oh, whatever, just going after Sarah. I feel like he was raised as brutally as Helena was. Yeah. Just, you know, he wasn't tortured for being one of these clones. There was a little like a horror type of genre element to the whole scene, yeah. the way she was trying to escape and uh, found that fake wall yeah. in, uh, in the janitor's closet it, yeah. and bashed through it. There was something really, really interesting about well, that. Well, I think, at the, particularly at the beginning, probably because of this is the most desperate we've ever seen Sarah. And we've seen her pretty desperate. But this yeah. is, you know, uh, we also got to see her to her most bad like it was all energy it was craziness and, and that's another reason why this episode started off with such a bang yeah absolutely uh, so uh, obviously uh, Sarah's going for uh, looking for Kira and she's in contact with Rachel I, I loved also the fact that she was using her phone and Paul was her third choice I, I guess she was just yeah. going for, obviously for the other clones and no mm-hmm. one's picking up the phone and there's this whole what's going on and uh, and Paul was her third choice, and and again seeing Paul there in the Diet Institute with Daniel and with Rachel, and being uh, trying to be the conduit and playing both sides, which I thought was really interesting. But just seeing seeing Sarah, obviously she she has a hard on, so to speak, for Rachel, big time. Wants to put yeah. a bullet through her, and is willing to do. <laughs> there you go, Anna's Anna's eyebrows. Bad fiction going yeah. on. Uh, but I, I thought it was really, really interesting seeing seeing her on the run. I love how she just like hires ruffians to help her out <laughs> to yeah. get away from Daniel. She's Some like Sherlock skateboard. Holmes. She's got a homeless people network. <laughs> you know, it's like the kids are on my side. The, the people are on my side. Yeah, so, yeah well, uh, all the skater punks. Well, That's yeah. really well. She's worried. super anti-establishment. She's anarchy in the UK, nay Toronto. You know, yeah. <laughs> and she found an exact body double from the back to actually have a phone on so right. Daniel could spot that person. I love that sequence because for a hot second I was like oh they're in an entirely different place and then I saw uh, the back of the double I'm like oh my god no they're at the right place how did she, how, how was she so careless <laughs> and then of course the reveal and I'm like oh yeah of course up yours you guys and yet even though she can just get random skater punks to help her out she can't get a gun without going to Allison which I, I yeah. thought was kind of interesting well those too. Canadian gun laws <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, funny. is that what it is? I, I exactly. You have to have a nice zip code to be sold a gun. Canadian gun laws. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Well, you also don't... She doesn't have time for it. She's, like, running, literally, looking for Kira. Mm. She doesn't have time to go, like, get a license. Buy a sure. It's like, there's all... She needs it now. Right. Now. Yeah. yeah. But we do see that at least uh, Art is still on the case with uh, Angela DeAngelis. And they are still... Even though they're off the case, they're still looking into... Yeah. They're still looking into little bits and pe- the fringes of the case, and they end up pulling in Sarah for for their own version of questioning. They don't, they don't officially have her under arrest; they just have her in cuffs in the back of her car. Right. And uh, it seems like, what do you think? Do you think Art is finally getting to Sarah? 
I th- see. I actually think Art is going to end up being possibly the strongest ally she could have. Agreed. Not only he's a he's a cop, so he's access stuff. I think he want he wants to get to the bottom of this so badly at this point. Yeah. And any story she tells him, he's going to investigate completely. He wants to find out why his partner killed herself. Yeah. He still has a very personal connection to this. He knows that something's up, something's strange. It's big enough that he's even a little scared. Um, and he knows, you know, because of Sarah, that he can't really share it with uh, with Angela. And uh, I honestly, I agree. I think that he's going to be a huge asset to her. And that while he doesn't buy everything that she's spouting and he knows that she's done some things that are definitely wrong... I think he recognizes that she's not BSing him here. Yeah, and he's seen enough to possibly buy into the idea of clones. This isn't going to be the most far-fetched exactly. thing for him. Exactly. Seeing Allison, I think, is the nail in that coffin. Yeah. yeah. I can totally agree with that. So, And, and he even says to uh, DeAngelis, he's like, I think I'm, she's starting to trust me. I can get her to trust me, I believe yeah. he said. Yeah. So it's really interesting that. But my other question will be, what do you think of Angela DeAngelis because I felt in the very beginning of season one she was kind of a throwaway character kind of like right. oh yeah I'll, I'll, since uh, since Beth can't go on the case I'll, I'll be your partner for this case like a red yeah. shirt almost and maybe she'd disappear or die or something but she seems to be a very mysterious character yeah for a hot second and I know that this is not true I was like I wonder if Beth had two monitors because she almost mm. she reads kind of monitory to me and I'm like I, there's no way that Art has a monitor that makes no sense, mm-hmm. but she's definitely, she's got some cards she's not playing, I think. Are yeah. they dyad cards or are they prolethean cards? That's a good Ooh, question. That's a good yeah. question. And I'm, I'm, not that I have any evidence to support this, but <laughs> I might lean towards prolethean if there is more to her. But if she was a prolethean, I feel like she would have tried to... Uh, you know, yeah, derail not, the Helena case and all that. that. That's true. She doesn't seem to know anything, so then she can't really be either, right? Otherwise, she would have reported this to somebody. Uh, no, I, I. But wasn't Maggie Chen Prolethean? Yes. yes. So then she could be Dyad. Hmm. But cause that was one of my predictions: was that she's Dyad, or she's just a boring cop. <laughs> yeah, or she's just a cop. I don't think she's boring, but she's Not definitely boring, yeah. or just a cop who's suspicious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like she definitely has a hard on for Sarah, and she just seems to hate yeah. her. Oh yeah, yeah. That, hates yeah. her. That, well, true. First of all, I think she had a hard no, on no, for no. Beth. She wants to have sex with her. She wants to have sex with her. Yeah, yeah. I think right. first of yeah. all, I think Beth seemed to be a better police officer than her. I, f- I get that vibe from her that she obviously is in competition being the, the alpha female in the precinct perhaps and maybe Beth was a better cop or a more trusted cop. And then to have this this imposter impersonate her and and yet Art still seems to give her more weight than, than Angela. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that's insulting. a little interesting too. Yeah. One interesting thing I, I think whether she's prolifian or, or, or not, whether she's diet or prolifian, it really is interesting to see what do people think what would people think if they found out that their clones exist and that they are actually you know in the middle of this whole conspiracy it would be interesting to see what side art will obviously seems to take the side of the clones he yeah. wants to protect he obviously uh has a, an affinity for beth and i think he's grown to like sarah and to understand her and trust her a little bit right uh, and he sees her also as a desperate mother her daughter is missing and yeah. i think he can empathize with that okay. but i i do think angela de will fall on the side of oh well, they're not people yeah 
They're not yeah. people. Someone made them. If she's not one of the sides, I think she would... I, I agree with you. I think she yeah. would be against the clones. She would think this is an abomination. Maybe not Prolethean 100%, but definitely think they're an abomination of some sort. Uh, I want to get into, really quick, first of all, I want to I want to get into one of my favorite scenes of, of the show that involves Sarah. Sarah's ploy to get into the Diet Institute by making Daniel think oh, that, yeah. oh, that, <laughs> that was she great. was in a red minivan when it was Allison and seeing Allison, one of my favorite moments, Allison fight those uh <laughs> She kicked diets. some ass, She's too. throwing elbows. <laughs> and she didn't even know it was coming. Right. I know. Yeah. Which, again, I'm just going to throw it out there. Super strength. <laughs> I think so. And the pepper spray. And, and the yeah. rape whistle. And the rape whistle. Oh, that was oh, a great time. That yeah. was such a hilarious yeah. scene. I just love that scene. And it was so smart using all the clones. She was using all the clones at her disposal. I love how she gets to fool uh, Daniel by making her think it's Allison. Uh, or having go out to Allison, and she impersonates Cosima to yeah. get into the yeah. Diet Institute. It's just really brilliant the yeah. uh, the way they uh, went the way she that. leverages the other clones. Exactly, yeah. totally Spider. interesting for that. Uh, so I want to uh, if if we hit about everything, I think right. I just just make about sure, just about. Boy, we've packed a lot in. I would love to get into some news and gossip. AfterBuzz TV News. Uh, Will, you looked up the ratings. I, I was looking on up on uh, the ratings that came in because I was very curious to see how many people came to, to see Orphan Black mm-hmm. coming back. And uh, it was up 185% Whoa! in the ratings <laughs> from the season one finale. That's and, fantastic. Uh, and look, for a Saturday night show. That's huge. It brought in uh, 785,000 viewers just for Saturday night. So those are those are big numbers for them. Clone Club is multiplying, that's yeah. for sure. Also, uh, it was the number one show tweeted about. Uh, uh, Forty three thousand tweets Saturday night alone were sent about Orphan Black. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! On, uh, that's on the Nielsen's, right? That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and I, I was at WonderCon over the weekend. And there were tons of people cosplaying. Uh, I saw two Helenas that were both terrifying uh, <laughs> and then they did a screening there which was also packed yeah people oh, yeah. love the show that's awesome it's awesome to see uh to see the cosplay to hear about it and the fact that they actually had the yeah they had the advanced screening because we were when we were at the clone conversation they were they were taking doing a preview with yeah. uh yeah they, they were show they were actually taping an intro because the cast and the creators couldn't be there so right. it was really interesting to say but yeah very successful so far and and also the second highest uh, BBC America show in the 18 to 49 uh, demo, uh, just behind, just a sliver behind Doctor Who. Oh, wow. So. Is it of the night or of the year? Of overall for the network. Oh, that's fantastic. So. Really? Yeah. So it's already, it's almost pulling Doctor Who numbers for BBC. Yeah. That's, that's actually, huge. that's actually huge for BBC. For, I think, for 18 to 49 year olds. Yeah, but right. they just, but still, I mean, they consider, they, they're very that's, high up yeah. on their Doctor Who. So uh, just to know that they're putting them in the same sentence with Doctor Who is amazing. Right. I really feel like BBC is has been pushing so much to be like this is their show to make their network. BBC in a way. America. BBC America. Because, yeah, yeah, BBC. because their biggest show is an import. So yeah. to have an original do almost as well is honestly huge. They want this to be like what Sopranos was to HBO, yeah. Mad Men to AMC. They've been trying to develop the original programming. They started off with Copper, uh, but this has obviously been their, their success story so far. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a couple other things I want to mention just really quick. Uh, I didn't mention Graham Manson and John Fawcett, who are the creators of, uh, of Orphan Black. They actually did a cameo 
in the Diet yes, Party in in the premiere. So uh, if you take a look, they were actually shaking hands with Leaky at one point. Taking so, a photo. Yeah, they're taking a photo. So cool. I think that's really, really cool. And uh, and we didn't really bring up Kira at the very end. That was also a weird little twist. It was very creepy. Yes. Her getting her yeah. hair combed and posing in front of a bed. That was yeah. just yeah. eerie for I me. hope she's not getting sold. <laughs> That that's be, what I, that's what came to me. That would be uh, really bad. She's, she's worth too much to them, though. There's too much I leverage having her. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to some predictions. Well, oh, you gotta wait. You gotta wait for the sound effect. Now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> It's part of procedure. I didn't. I didn't cue Sorry, it. Marissa, so she took an extra second there. So that's my bad. Anyway, so uh, well, Wilson, you seem really excited to give us a prediction. Go to it. Well, uh, I believe Kira has been kidnapped by the Prolethians. They're the ones who have her. Yeah. Helena is also with the Prolethians. Helena has such a connection to Kira that I don't think Helena is going to stand for this. If Helena knows that they have Kira, she's going to want to let Kira go. She's going to want to help Kira because they have a, a bond. Again, that childlike quality that you were talking about. So if I don't know if it's going to happen in the next episode, but I think somewhere along the way, Helena is going to, them having Kira is going to be an issue for Helena. Interesting. All right. Anna, what do you say? I say that there will be <clears throat> at least a sex scene, if not a full... <laughs> you don't know where I'm going with this. If I not, know, but I'm laughing already. If not a, a full romance between Sarah and Art. Really? Oh, wow. wow. Yes. I did not see that coming. See, hey, I knew you didn't. I did I not knew you see didn't. I, I kind of I, I see what you're driving at. I thought about it when I watched the episode for a second time. Two people working in close quarters, a lot of uh, a lot of emotion, a lot of tension. Eventually, it will break. Well, and also, she just said, like it's like we kind of talked about her only ally. Mm-hmm. These things, these things happen. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I, hmm, I think that Kasima is going to you know step on someone's toes on her first day at Dyad with her new her new big lab. Uh, I think that Kira is definitely with the Prolethians. I still think that our other creepy Prolethean guy is going to eventually have some kind of good in him. And I still think Rachel wants to bone Paul. (laughs) Okay. I think I kind of agree with you about Helena. I think Helena is going to separate herself from the Prolethians and she's going to be her own entity based on the fact that they have Kira and also the fact that Sarah talks some sense into her. I like what you're saying about Art and uh, Sarah, but I actually think it's going to be the Angelus and Sarah. I think that's going to be a little bit of a shock. Oh, brother. I I think there's going to be a little weird moment where she's like, I really was in love with you. Maybe maybe what you were thinking about Rachel and Sarah is really the Angelus. (laughs) (laughs) We coupled off on the show. We coupled everybody off. No. We're totally coupling everybody (laughs) off. We're children. And I think that Allison, I mean, they've been teasing. They've been teasing that Allison. Yeah, and Ramon. We've been teasing that Allison is, uh, they've been teasing that Allison's going to be having incredible guilt over Ainsley. I think she's going to actually confess. Really? I think yes. she's going to confess. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Will, where can we find you during the week? You can find me on Twitter at the Real Will Link. You can also, I host a podcast for the Westcast Podcast Network okay. uh, called Will Sean Podcast. I host it with a guy named Sean. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, uh, you can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R. 
Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me on the SourceFed Network on YouTube, YouTube.com slash SourceFed. And you can find all my videos at YouTube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. And, of course, on a bunch of shows here on Apple And a bunch of shows. As well as Anna, too. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. And, again, on a bunch of shows here on uh after buzz i'll too many to mention right now because we're wrapping up but please tune in next week we'll have a lot more after buzz a lot more orphan black on after buzz on monday nights at six o'clock thanks again from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire after buzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the after buzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.